going to continue with what I was sharing. The previous week, I want to say a good morning to all of you. It's nice seeing you. Lovely seeing you. Wonderful to see you guys online. I don't have a list of those of all of you online, but welcome to you. Just praying that God will really um, encourage you this morning. want to continue with the word that I've been sharing. The word that I've been sharing is guarding what is precious our walk with the Lord. Guarding what is precious, our walk with the Lord. I want to just really um, go over one or two things. Um, But before I do, I want to read the verse of Scripture, the key verse of Scripture that we started off with the last time. That's Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, and it reads this. It says, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm and Every violation of the law and every, asp- and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him? So this, in these verses of Scripture, the key thing that we want to bring out in this is that we've received the truth. And look, you can, you can easily just go off course. It's easy. In these verses of Scripture, it's saying that Jesus has given the message. And whatever he says, it comes to pass through the word of the angels. You know, the angel says to Mary... Beat unto you according. Mary said to the angel, "Beat unto me according to your word." The word of the Lord came through the angel that Mary was going to have a child, and the Mary received the word of the Lord, and is saying that basically, when the Lord says something, it's going to happen, because the Bible says in the book of Numbers, chapter twenty-three, that God is not a man that he shall lie. This is the one of the greatest things that we can, the, 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 the things that we can actually hold on to as believers. We have a sure foundation that we can trust in the Lord regardless of whatever is going to happen. Because we, we will lie. As man, as man look, we're fallible. We make mistakes. We, 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 there's, we, we have weaknesses. And every single day, it's... That we're gonna we'll do things that will cause us as humans to like sometimes we're in awe of each other like wow you done that but listen we're humans we're gonna make mistakes from now until Jesus comes but the Bible says that God is not a man that he shall lie so right there we can trust in the integrity of God's word we have an an assurity that he's not going to lie. 
So in these verses of Scripture, I wanted to mention that. But also, that it's important that we hold on to the truth. That we don't ignore the, the great salvation that we received. We mentioned last week how before we came to Christ, how we was going our own way, doing our own thing. Then we encountered Christ. And then when we re-encountered Christ, there was such a transformation in us that it caused us to want to live for the Lord. And those things, those sinful things, we didn't want to do anymore. We discovered that we just wanted to embrace and do what is right before him. If we, if we lied or we cheated, we said something, we want to correct it. Because it's like there's an inner witness that is pointing to saying, listen, the way that I was living before, I can't live like this again because I'm, I've got a conviction here. And this is it's, it's disrupting my relationship with the Lord if I continue to go along the vein of a, the sinful path or living um, or doing something that's, that's, that's dishonoring the Lord. When we drift away from the truth, it will result in problems inevitably because it's, it's, it's like a path, isn't it? You make a decision, you make a wrong decision, and it will just take you down the wrong path. So we're to hold on to the truth of God's word. And this great salvation that we've received, he's delivered us from the powers of hell, Jesus, as we discovered, paid the price. But before then, before that point, I mentioned about how we was born into the body of Christ. We received, um, we became kings and priests unto our God. And we were seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This all happened when we received Jesus Christ. And we received an authority over the devil. The Bible says that, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So you receive all of this. And then we said that what happens is that as you go along the journey, the Christian walk, because you, we enter into warfare, whether we want to war, enter into warfare or not. Listen, you know, sometimes we just, I just want to live a quiet life. I just want to live a quiet, hey, the moment we enter the, 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 the fold, we enter into battle. Regardless, I'm, it's just how it is. The way how God has ordained it to be. We enter into battle. And so the Bible says that, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And so because of that, when we come into Christ, the devil is on our trail because he cannot stop us in giving our hearts to Christ. But he will try his best to cause us to go off course. He'll try his best to stop us in walking and in our destiny. He'll try his best in causing us not to love God. He'll try his best to make sure that we walk in religion. He'll try his best to make sure we walk in doubt and fear. He'll try his best. You make sure that, oh, you have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Walking into church, I've ticked the box today. I've done my chores. I've given my tithes. I've prayed this. Hey, 
That is all the things that the enemy wants you to do. Walk in religion. Walk in this, the traditions of men. But God, the Bible, the Bible says this. I did not come to give you, Jesus says that I've come to give you life. That you may have, it, have life more abundantly. But this life happens when we walk in complete obedience before him. When we walk in complete transparency before him. And this is what I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the point of about guarding our hearts. Guarding sorry, our walk with the Lord. Because you know as you go along the journey, it gets a bit rocky sometimes. It gets challenging. It gets to the point like, boy, can I continue this walk? Because it just seems a bit like, it's too much for me, you know. Let me just go and sin and do what I want out there. I do what I want. And then at least that way, I can let my hair down. You know, look, it is appointed unto man once to die. But afterwards, the judgment. Every single one of us has to face the judgment. See, we're going to be facing the Lord. And we're going to have to give an account of our lives to him. And it's vital that we treasure what's been given to us. This salvation to set us free from the powers of the enemy. So as I was saying, when the enemy, he'll try his best to ensure that we go off course. He knows, he knows the power that resides within us. He knows the authority that resides within us. He knows that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. He knows, but he will use the tactics of the of past times past because remember the enemy he has studied man for a long time he knows weaknesses of all of us he know you see you see the the, the enemy he has like uh, what you what I'd call as like a, um you have like his little imps and they'll take note of the history of your of our families to understand weaknesses and understand trends, understand different things that we do. But then this is when we have to come and submit and bring before the Lord our weaknesses before the Lord. Acknowledging that, Lord, you know what? I'm, I can't do this without you, you know. And the weaknesses of my family, the things that I do, I know I can easily go, of course, so, Father, I'm relying upon you. I'm desperate for you to help me to live this walk, to be devoted and committed to you. And we also mentioned that Jesus prayed all night for his disciples. He prayed all night for his 12 disciples, but yet one of them still betrayed him. And that's just to show you how Jesus, you know, God is, is, is a gentleman. 
the Bible says, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man comes and opens, I'll come in and sup with him. Which is signifying that God is a gentleman. God will always give people the choice. What do you want to do? And Judas made his choice and went to his own place. And so we, be, we, we also mention about how the different things of what the Lord had done for us in regards to his death. How when he died, before he died, he went through so much for us because he loved us. This walk that we have embarked upon is extremely precious and we have to do all we can to protect it. Just like how we do all we can to make sure we don't have strange people walking in our house or foxes coming in. I saw like a little video the other day. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it on social media. When a fox came into a woman's house and the woman was binding and loosing against this fox and the fox was like just like sleeping and yawning and all that kind of stuff but i'm trying to say is this we have to make sure we guard and protect our walk and whenever we see that there is a sign or an inkling where the enemy is seeking to come against our prayer life Seeking to come against our word life. Seeking to come against our heart. Seeking to bring unforgiveness in our heart. Seeking to bring bitterness in our heart. Seeking to bring any form of lying. We have to fight. Because this is how the enemy takes his foot and his strong, uh, takes a foothold and a stronghold. And we have to be aggressive against it. And you know what? Sometimes it feels like very, it feels like, oh man, I'm tired, I'm worn out. But listen, the Bible says this, let the weak say I am strong. So when you feel weak, that's a perfect opportunity for the grace and the might and the power of God to help you in that given situation. And so we begun to look at some points, how to help us to guard our heart. The first point that I mentioned was this. Don't take what you've received for granted. But daily, thank God for your salvation, for delivering you from the clutches of hell. From delivering each of us. And then we looked at the scripture in Psalms 18. Verse 46, that says, The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. And then we read the scripture in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, that says, He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his Son, of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And then we mentioned about the stages of Jesus, the price he paid for us, for mankind, 
so that we can get to this point where we are, so that we can break in and have communion with our Heavenly Father. We said that Jesus, for us, went through mental torture. Mental torture for us. He had a sleepless night. We mentioned that when we have a little sleepless night, how we feel, how, we, we, how, how fatigued we feel. But Jesus, he wants, wanted to pray, call upon his father, ask his disciples to come and pray with him. And yet he was saying, Lord, and they, were fall, they fell asleep. He says, nevertheless, not your will, my will, but your will be done. And Jesus, in that state of mind, wanted to ensure that the will of the Father was done. And he was not doing it for, he was not doing it for himself. He was doing it because he wanted to honor the Father. He wanted to please the Father. And sometimes, and in fact, there will be stages for all of us because we're all at different places, all at different stages where God will want us to go through that time saying, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And you and I will have to respond to that. There will be a time like that. And Jesus, he faced this. The Bible says how he sweated drops of blood because it was an intense moment for him. And then the Bible says how he was beaten. He was mocked. He was bruised. He was battered. He was tortured. The scripture declares how they put the crown of thorns upon his head, which was troubling the nerves, as you could imagine. Whipped with those leather pieces, with, 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 with teeth on the pieces of leather to rip his flesh to ensure that he was tortured. That is how the Romans done it. They made sure that whoever's going to be tortured, they were going to be tortured and blood was flowing. Then on top of that, we said he had to take his cross for the whole of mankind to Golgotha. And in the midst of that, he was still wanting to serve and minister and ensure that the thief was saved. In his pain and in his torture, he wanted that to happen. He was still giving. He was still loving. He was still pouring out love for humanity. And this is why we need to make sure we guard our walk. Because our walk, Jesus went through a lot for our walk. And we have to do all we can to guard it. The next point that I want to mention is this. That we need to examine, examine our hearts daily. In Psalms 139, 20 to 23 to 24, David says this, Search me, O God, 
and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Then in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 9, it reads this. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who knows? Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, everybody say, but I. But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according, according to what their actions deserve. God searches our hearts. He knows our hearts. David knew that he could not search his heart. He could not, he, he didn't even bother to go to the priest. He went to God and he says, God, search my heart. See if there is any wicked way in me. The nature of our heart is that, the Bible says our hearts are, is at enmity, it's at war with God. And so for this reason, it is vital that we ask our, we go under the spiritual microscope of God, asking him constantly because of the nature of our walk with him, Lord, please help me. I've got some sin in my heart, you know. I've got some funny ways in my heart. I've got some strange, like, I, I just keep on doing this particular habit, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a, o offensive to you. And any, see, see, the thing is, as you go along this walk, you know, the Lord himself will speak to you about certain things you know you should stop. But sometimes you think, oh, no one can see me doing it. But the Lord can see you. And so because the Lord can see you, we have to respond. It's important that we respond to him and respond to those things that those, those, those inklings of those things in our heart that is this pricking us. The days that we're living in is so deceptive. It's become increasingly deceptive to the point you feel that it's okay just to live like this. It's all right. Don't worry. It's all right, man. I'm not going to be a prophet. Hey, there's a way that seems right unto, the man, unto man, but the ways thereof are the ways of death. We have to ensure that we ask the Lord to search our hearts. Search us. See if there's any wicked way. Respond to the Spirit. The next thing that I have here that I feel is so important in helping us to guard our walk with him, our precious walk with the Lord. You know, every time I say it, it brings a smile to my face, you know. It's so beautiful, our walk with the Lord. It is the most precious thing. And, and at times, you have to make decisions that it, sometimes it might offend people, you know. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> your walk, your walk is so precious. You have to do certain things at times. 
And let the Lord lead you on those things, I would say. Because at the end of the day, it's you and your maker. It's not you, the maker, and Jim, John, and Jack, and James. And No, 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 no. You and your maker. You and your maker. So number three, walk in the fear of the Lord. Walk in the fear of the Lord. Job chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, it says, One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan, you, you know the Satan is, is, is the accuser. He likes to come and say, oh, this person said about you, you know, this person said about, he's the accuser of the brethren. Came with them. Where, where have you come from? The Lord said, asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord. I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man complete of integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. He fears God and stays away from evil. Then in the book of Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 to 5, it says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what, is, what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge. Then the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13, that the fear is the Lord. The fear of the Lord is, will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and the perverse mouth. Fearing the Lord is having a serious respect for God. It's not having a, like, a, ah, like, like, like it's, you, you have such a fear for him that you don't want to dishonor him. You don't want to displease him. You know that he hates evil. You know that he hates lying. So you too will hate it because that's the fear of the Lord. You're showing the fear of the Lord in when you, what you hate what he hates. And that's the kind of person Job was. He was so fearful. In, the Bible says like he done sacrifices just in case his children had sinned. He was so conscious of wanting to walk pure and holy before the Lord. The Bible says how they had a meeting in heaven. And then God was so confident about Job, about how he conducted his life. And then God says, you can touch him, 
but just don't 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 kill him. You can't touch him. You can you can put like sickness sicknesses upon him. But God was so confident that this person, Job, because he was a man who feared God and eschewed evil, he was able to put allow Satan to just let him do what he wants. When you what when I'm saying this, let me just say this, right? When you walk in the fear of the Lord, God really protects you, you know. He really watches over you. And also, those who walk in the fear of the Lord, he reveals his secrets, the Bible says. He will reveal secrets to those who walk in the fear of the Lord. So what, And it brings that, for, that level of protection, as I just mentioned. So it is vital that as we're, as we're walking and as we're pursuing our walk with him, that we seek to walk in the fear of the Lord. And walking in the fear of the Lord is, is also another way to put it is this. The safest place to be is right next to God. So like let's say exactly where that, that, that piece is, that sticker is right there. If God is there, you go as close as you can to be with God. Not far away so he can't see. You're as close to him as possible in your thoughts, in your actions, in whatever he's asked you to do. Walking in the fear of the Lord. I want to stop there. We'll continue um, in, a, in a week or so's time.